Welcome back, Xers, to another episode of It Only Hurts When I Talk, the podcast for Gen X aging disgracefully. What have you done to improve yourself? And better yet, why? On this week's episode, Greg and James dive into this topic of self-improvement, and better yet, for who? But enough of this chit-chat. Get over there! I guess I should kick this off. You should. Say something. Oh, hi. Hi. Good, good morning. How's yep. the weather? How's your coffee? Coffee is empty. Weather is shitty. Okay. Do we need you? to take a pause for you to get more coffee? <laughs> no. Okay. I, did I tell you I bought a new coffee pot? You did, yes. Like a $3,000 coffee maker? No, no. Well, <laughs> did, did I did I talk about this on, on mic or not? I think No, I you didn't. Mic. No, you off mic. Yeah. I... So I know you hate my Keurig. You hate the, the the environmental impact of my Keurig. I do, yes. And I, and I I agree with you, but it's you know convenience over mm-hmm. earth. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And we've been my daughter has been getting into you know frothing things and lattes and all that. And I keep telling her we'll get a nice coffee pot when the Keurig dies because I don't I will not just replace something for no good reason. And then I remind her that if I come downstairs one morning and there's been a hammer taken to it, that's a legitimate way for the curry to die. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. Yep. We, we need a new coffee pot. So my wife and I last Friday, my daughter had, she had a music competition, so she wasn't home. So we decided it was a great day to go to Kohl's and return some things. Because <laughs> that's what you do on a Friday night when you're old and married is you go to Kohl's. Exactly. Yeah, you go to Kohl's. Yeah. So we go to Kohl's, and that day, we had gotten in the mail. We'd received a gotten. Did I say gotten? Oh Lord, we'd received you, in the gotten. mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you know that that. Like when you open the mailbox and you, the light is shining from the inside, <laughs> and it's a thirty percent off Kohl's coupon. You know when that happens. Mm-hmm. So we're we go to Kohl's. Thirty percent off shitty clothes made in Bangladesh. Hey, most of my closet's full of those shitty clothes made in Bangladesh. <laughs> Um, when, when all they need to see when you're working is w- waist up on the camera, yeah. you can get away with a lot. <laughs> you can. You can. A lot. Um, speaking of which, these sweats are like crunchy when I walk. I should wash them one of these days. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I'm I'm walking through Kohl's and I walk past the coffee pot that my daughter and I have been looking at, which does, it still does K-cups, but it does ground and it has a frother and it does all this stuff. And this is a $240 coffee pot, which is on sale already. And then I, I run it up to the counter. And I'm like, does the coupon work for the coffee pots? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you running up there all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I have this coffee pot? Here's a coupon. <laughs> so I got an a enormous deal on the coupon, on the, on the coffee pot. So we came home with a new coffee pot. So it's been um, very exciting. Wow. Has she frothed the hell out of out of stuff already. I'm 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 frothing to a degree to which I I shouldn't be sharing even on an explicit podcast. Wow, nice. It's a lot of froth. Not a, not a big not a big froth fan. Now it does it does still take K cups, so I'm I'm using up the K cups, but it's mm, even better course. at that. I have to say. Yeah, they've even they've Using they've improved. Up. They've improved K cup mm-hmm. technology. Have they? Have they? I, 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 now with even I, now with even more non recyclable components. The the kicker is that I'm not kidding. The our old 
Keurig, which is really old, you know, it pokes a hole in the top, it shoves mm-hmm. water in there, and drains out the bottom. The yep. new, apparently, the I don't know how long it's been since I bought that old one. The new Keurig, I will continue to call it technology, is it pokes three holes in the top, so you get what? water circulation in more of the grounds, and you get a fuller cup of coffee. You get a a more full flavor out of your coffee. A, ri- a, ri- a more a richer coffee flavor. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah. This this machine will actually let me set how rich I want that flavor to be, and it will like I don't know if it's shooting in more water or faster or slower. I don't know what the I don't know. I don't know. Mm. All that saturation chemical stuff is your game. Alien technology. It is. It's alien technology just to caffeinate me. Yep. God Thank bless. God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we don't want you uncaffeinated, that's for sure. No. Then I just sigh. I just sigh a lot. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be an, an improvement in yourself? Being uncaffeinated? Uh-huh. No. Okay. No. So we won't be talking about that today. And I will caveat that with, I wouldn't find it to be an improvement. Those people having to interact with me might find that to be an improvement, but that's not really what I care about. I doubt it. Mm. At that level of caffeine that you've got, you're still a grumpy bastard. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I I had a, a about an hour yesterday where I desperately wanted to punch a human being in the face. Not a particular just, just an just hour. Any, just, <laughs> just any. I well, I was I was out driving, and a couple of things happened where I thought to myself, I I have never been in a fight in my life, and I I desperately needed to punch a live person in the face. Yes, you were ready to throw down. Yeah, and again, not a specific person, just in general. I needed a face in front of me to punch. Wow, you have anger issues. Is that another way you can improve yourself? I um, yeah, I I need to work on that. On mm-hmm. the anger issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see see where I'm going here. I'm trying to keep you on topic. Yeah, we have a topic? We do. <laughs> this is your topic. Oh, gosh, it is my topic. Yes. So, so, so this came up in our original list of topics, and I'm sure it will morph from what we originally thought it was going to be, the idea of what I've done to improve myself. And maybe mm-hmm. we should change that to what I've tried to do to improve myself. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, there are a lot of false starts. And, and I say that as I rub my belly. <laughs> Things, <laughs> attempts at self-improvement. Attempts at self-improvement. That's indeed. a book right there. That's a book title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That That is really funny. The, the, the book is attempts, failed attempts at self-improvement. The successful attempts is the pamphlet. No, the right the blur the 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 blurb on the on the dust jacket. Yeah, exactly. Oh my. Well, this is all your show because I got nothing to add because it's hard to improve on perfection. So, oh, oh Lord. Okay, we'll we'll get to you. Maybe we should be judging of each other. We've known each other long enough that we we can see you know the historical trends in each of our behaviors. You should be judge, judging of each other. We are yeah. judging of each other. Okay, so so we're get, we'll have to take this offline. But but you and I need to come up. With something similar, I, I I sense that you're probably not a Saturday Night Live watcher anymore. Oh, good um, lord! No way. At the holiday, at the at the last episode before the end of the year, the Christmas episode every year, the two guys who do Weekend Up Update, Michael Che and um, what's his name, Colin Jost, the guy who's married to Johansson, mm-hmm. they they've had a, a thing over the last couple of years where they write jokes for each other. And they don't get to see them until they're live on air. And they're reading jokes the other person wrote for them. Nice. And they are 
It's the funniest episode of the year every year. I can't even call them politically incorrect. They're so far beyond politically incorrect. <laughs> but the things that they force each other to say and just the reactions they have during it are, are <laughs> priceless. You, you and I need to come up with a variation on that in, in some capacity. We, we need to. We need to. But anyway, things I've done to improve myself. The reason that, that in the last day or so this has come up to, in, to me in particular, is that uh, we're going to talk about Boy Scouts. <laughs> uh, as, as you all know, I'm very involved at an, at an adult leadership level at Boy Scouts. <laughs> Thank you for clearing, clarifying that. <laughs> that you're involved clarifying at the adult what? level. <laughs> what I mean by the adult level is I work with other adults. I don't work with the youth as much anymore. Greg, his little, his little I, scarf and I, his I, shorts. Going to... Yeah, I, that, that's cre creeping me out, impossible. too. <laughs> <laughs> fucking impossible so a lot of my time is spent training other adult leaders on how to be better leaders of youth and i was just asked to help out we do a a day full of classes for adult leaders once a year called the university of scouting and i was asked to look through a list of topics and pick a few that i might want to to instruct on and one of the ones that i am going to that without even hesitating I grabbed was public speaking to, to help other adults give like a 40, a half hour, 45 minute talk on, on tips to improve your public speaking. And it made me kind of reflect on the fact that that's something that, that a lot of people are terrified of. It's something that a lot of people are very, very bad at. And it's something that I have made a, a concerted effort to get better at over the years to the point where I'm quite good at it now. And there was a period of time where I was very, very bad at it. Are you gonna break any uh, of that out on the podcast? What do you like, mean, like the God. like the being really good at public speaking part? Oh, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> I, I, we're all eagerly awaiting to to see this, Greg. <laughs> you're waiting to see, you're waiting to see me yeah. as a decent public yeah. speaker. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I make you sound good. What with all the editing, oh. I don't know how you sound live. You oh all mm. the all yeah. the editing, all the editing. Yeah. Music at the beginning and music at the end, and the occasional exactly. off being yep. removed. Hey. All the editing. Okay. Gotcha. You, you, you <laughs> broke my flow. <laughs> yes. Oh. Mic drop. So, so this brought me back to the list of topics and the fact that – so when it, came, when it comes to speaking in public, I mean, that is not an easy thing, especially for you know I, the bias being – I'm a quantitative person. I do a lot of math in my job. I am the poster child for looks at the ground when he talks, you know, that, and uh, it, it was actually in the scouting world that I started to get better at that because I was in front of people a lot. <clears throat> yeah. You'll have to edit, edit that out, you know, make yep. sure, you, make sure yep. you mark that. That's at uh, 11 mm -hmm. minutes and 18 seconds. And I've made an effort to get better at that. And I, not only am I presenting at that, but there's another, we do a training on, teaching people in leadership positions how to train other people, a train the trainer, train the trainer to be a trainer kind of thing. Um, I'm going to be running a part of that this year. I've become quite good at it, and it's something that I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that I would be uh, an authority on by any stretch. And yet here I find myself, you know, with that in my, in my skill set, which is surprising to me. But it was because I knew I was bad at it. I, I put myself in a position to get in front of people on a regular basis. It's that old saying I like to use, you know, way back when we did all the, the other 
podcasts and businesses we had, and we give seminars and people, you know, basically I would say, why, why am I the expert? It's because I've screwed up more than you have. <laughs> That's it. There is that. Exactly. I'm not going to tell you how the right way to do it, but I'm going to tell you how not to do it. Let me tell you, these are all the ways you don't want to mm-hmm. approach this. And, and, and the beauty of that from an, inst- from a speaker perspective is it, it relates you to the audience because they hear some of what they've done wrong in you and go, okay, if that person I've deemed to be an expert has done it wrong too, then I feel much more kinship and much more comfort in hearing what they have to say. And, and they probably have learned something that I didn't. It's a, it's a great way to connect with your audience. But anyway, we're, this is not going to be a podcast about how to give public speech, speeches because no one needs that except all the people signing up for my class. The point just being I was – I signed up for that and I was reflecting on the fact that, wow, I can't believe that I'm at the point in my life where I, I consider myself to be – and other people consider me to be good at that. And that's definitely something where I can look back and go, if I had those skills at the beginning of my career, it, I might have gone in, a, in another direction potentially. Like it, it's it, – I, I feel that good about the improvement yep. there. Why do I keep touching my gut when I think about improvement <laughs> things that I, I don't know? Uh, about that. Oh, we're not. We talked yeah, about exercise yeah, last week. We're not doing it again. So, no, we're not doing it yet. Let's just let's just assume that that's a that's on the naughty list when it comes mm-hmm. to things I've done to improve mm-hmm. myself. I've I've added plenty of exercise. I'm looking at a treadmill and exercise bike and some free weights. They're oh right in God, front of you're me. breaking a sweat, aren't you? Just just looking. At I, I'm just looking at them. Oh my gosh, I should I should just unplug them and make sure that they don't operate. This, you know. Okay, so there's one for me, dude. What, I got nothing. Legit, I got nothing. You've got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I mean, really, those of you that know me know that it's pretty. I'm pretty much a specimen. You you are you are are one of those people that I would categorize as a continuous learner. Yeah. Though. Um. I I have my. My pockets of things. <laughs> you're you're, you're um, a punctuated learner, is what you're saying. It's fits and starts. I, right? I, I am. I am. I exactly, exactly. You know, <laughs> pockets of areas that I will continue. You know, also pockets full of candy, which mm-hmm, is the weight mm-hmm. thing. Um, but but you, I mean, I, I I'm getting a little insight into James's life in the ba- in the bathroom in James's house is a pile of Maker magazines. <laughs> Yep. Right there on the yep. windowsill, right? <laughs> um, you, you are always kind of looking at at what else can I do? We always joke about you writing the name, your name on the moon with your laser engraver. Um, when I think about you, and I think about improving myself, you you love that aspect of why do things work the way they do? How do they work? Is there a better way to make them work? You're very you're very much an engineer in your head, and that's a good point. So I can build off of that. So, so you want well, to talk you. about a way that I, I've improved myself or steps I've taken to improve. And I told you before we started, we ought to define what improve means. So this is, this is one area that I, I don't want to say willfully neglected, kind of way back in way in the way back youth machine, uh, starting my career in supply chain, it was a very much angry at people for like not following the rules like how hard is it to just to do this right try a little harder why has everybody got to have their emotion in it why can't we just you know just just suck it up yeah i know that you're gonna have to eat crow whatever but get over it crybaby, and just follow the rules right and really disregarding that 
emotional intelligence EQ thing and having no, really no time for it and focusing on the, you know, why can't everybody just be robots kind of mentality. And Mm -hmm. that really crippled that part of my career. Because when you do that, there's no ability, you lose all of the ability for like stakeholder influence and all these things to actually drive and get what you want out of the scenario. Right. Sure. So it wasn't until, you know, we started our companies and, and I owned those and I started having to manage a whole lot of people with a lot of different personalities. And then also be in the selling world that I started to appreciate. I'm like, wait a second. I'm really seeing the importance of understanding the psychology of these people. So I really started to, well, to your point, research this and understand more about it. And that took me down the, down the path of negotiation and negotiating tactics, skills, the, the psychobiology of negotiation and how people make decisions, getting into the mechanics of it, the biomechanics of it, and understanding that, wow, okay, these are just new levers, right? If people are not robots, but people are predictable. And if you can, if you can map those predictable patterns, then you can use them for influence, which is really good for being a negotiator, (laughs) (laughs) which is, which is what I do now. Right. So I, I worked myself into that position by embracing something that I completely disregarded in my younger years, realizing that it is extremely powerful you know, skill set to have and, and to practice. And now I, I get a, an immense amount of enjoyment of teaching others how to do this because then I can see it in their eyes when this finally dawns on them. And then I, 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 you know, I give them a set of homework, what have you. And, or they'll come to me and say, Hey, I've got to go talk to this, you know, supplier, or we're going to negotiate with this stakeholder. I'm like, okay, well, what are your, remember your training, right? <laughs> what is, you know, write down these certain things. And literally, here's my, you know, show them my journal where I write these things down before I go into negotiations. So I don't, they they look like they just like flow, just like, you know, this is like the most natural thing in the world, right? No, it's all preparation. What What's the term? Prosecuting the objective. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I, that that's a, a major, major area. That, and certainly you go back and look at me, like college me, and uh, God, such an asshole. Such, I mean, just, <laughs> oh my God. And there's, 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 there's like guy. six of you out there listening now, nodding your head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I'm one yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's interesting to me, and I hadn't thought about this before, and it's always fun when we're actually recording and we, and we, and these things kind of occur to us that for, for your example and mine, there are things that we we noticed a lack in ourselves of something, and we realized there was there was benefit in making that better, as opposed to what I would think the natural inclination would be when you're talking about improving yourself is picking something you're already into, and you know I brought up all the all the mechanic stuff for you, all the mechanical things that you've always been into. And you continue to go down that path, but maybe that's more of a passion than an improvement path. Yeah. And I have the same thing with my music, where it's it's something that it's it's already so important to me. I don't consider it something I improve at. I consider it something that I that mm-hmm. is part of me. I do want to just go back about two minutes. And when you mentioned writing things down in your journal, I would kill for a look into that <laughs> journal. I wonder how many different. I, I just wonder. 
about like the suite of markers and colored pencils that you use. It in just that says journal fuck, and, fuck, um, fuck, 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 all over the place. <laughs> nooses. Yeah. Have you seen those journals you can get that like on the covers they say things like shit I doodle while I'm in a meeting and um and people who should be fired from this company and stuff like that that people bring I, to the I office. have a I, I have a list of uh little tabs here, sticky tabs, you know, you pull off and like mm-hmm. to highlight things on contracts and stuff. And oh, sure. there's five of them that says fuck this, fuck that. This is fucking urgent. Don't fuck this up and fuck yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I got my daughter last year, my 16-year-old, a set of pens, and they say things like, go away from me, stop looking at me, <laughs> uh, when is this class going to be over, <laughs> stuff like that. They're, they're fantastic. Oh, Got to have a little at it. Yep. Oh, I have more than a little. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, there's a, so there's it, a difference it, between like honing a skill and like wholesale realizing you have a deficiency and, and addressing that. And so that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about is like addressing the, it's like the gap analysis and addressing that deficiency. And, and this yeah. EQ thing for me was one of those. And then once I realized the power of it and how to use it and how impactful it is to other people, it's like, Hey, I just unlocked a new level, uh, leveled up. And now I, I can continue forward. And so then the question is then becomes, okay, well, what, where are those other areas? And so for me, where I'm at right now in my life and certainly in my career is understanding as a leader, what does that mean and how to be, what's the difference between coaching and mentoring and what's the difference Mm -hmm. between how do you use one to leverage the other and how do you learn how to be an influencer for those that are maybe that have, that have a, you know, are higher up in the, in the food chain. Right? How do you how do you influence decision without being a having a, a authority right over said thing? So that's that's a lot of the stuff that I've been studying and practicing and understanding. Because it's like that, and I, but I don't know if that's a, a new like it's not really a, it wasn't like a big deficiency. It's like that adding, you know, building a skill set, but not really a deficiency. I, I see what you're saying. It, it's just an area that you decide you need to be better. Right. It's going to add to a skill set I've be already got, right? And and I'm already practicing elements of that, so it's just like polishing it versus just a straight up, holy crap, I have to come to terms with my past and my childhood, and that's going to take a whole lot of work, right? And then it's mm-hmm. once you embrace that, it's another area, I guess, that I needed help to do this. Uh, but, but to start working through those things and have that build to a point where you can say, look, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay that I'm this way. Stop, stop beating up on yourself. There's a, there's an awesome song by Demi Lovato and she talks about, I wonder when I love me is enough. And it talks about the lyrics are just freaking fantastic, right? She talks about how, how she's, um her own worst enemy, the entourage in her head keeps telling her she's wrong. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> she's a, she's a, a Jedi master when it comes to psyching herself out and all that kind of stuff. And so it's like, how do you at your core change that perception of you to, you know what, this is who I am and that is okay. And who I am is different from others and that is okay. And so that's a, that's another big area of improvement. In, quote improvement that I've been working on. It's improvement 
for my own self-esteem and how I see myself. And it's not for anybody else. It's just for me. Just, just for you. Yeah. Just, just so, so you're more comfortable in your Correct. head. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Now, now, I, I, I won't let you put out a musical reference without putting out one of my mm. own. Um, it better not be Billy Joel. The, the, it's not <laughs> okay. Billy Joel. The the flip side of I I am who I am and that's okay. There's a song that I absolutely love by the band Sister Hazel, and it's called Change Your Mind. And the fundamental chorus is along the lines of if you if you want to be somebody else, if you're tired of fighting battles with yourself, just change your mind. And it's about gathering a new perspective on things when when nothing seems to be going right, about looking at it from a different way. A little counterpoint to I'm okay the way I am. Sometimes you gotta look at it. Oh no, I and that's that's and it's okay to do that, right? It, it, this the concept of saying I shouldn't think about it that way. Well, what do you mean you're shooting all over yourself? What do you mean? That those are those are like blocking words that allow that prevent mm-hmm. you from like moving forward. I, I harp on you all the time, <laughs> usually on air about this. You know, certainly when we're talking about mental health stuff, I'm like, what are you talking about normal? What are you talking about uh, fix? What are you talking about? No, 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 no. It's that all presumes there is a optimum state and that you are not in it. Well, that's that's relative to you, not to anybody else. Yeah, right? Of, of course. And so it's like, of okay, course. for me where I'm at and the things that I want to do to improve and quote, improve myself or change myself for the better, let's say, uh, is relative to me. But how much of that, how much of when people like, Oh, I got to do this to improve myself. When people are thinking about that, like I think of like the entire self-help self-help industry, how much of that is driven by their concern about the perception of themselves by others versus what they think of themselves. Yeah. That's, that's hard because that all gets jumbled up too. That's a really interesting question. It it all gets so jumbled up, and so much of what we think of ourselves is is colored by what we think other people think mm-hmm. of us, and you get you get stuck in that cycle of did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? What do what do they think of the way I'm doing this? And it takes a lot of I'll say internal strength to break past that and and believe in yourself. It, yeah. Wow, I never thought we'd get to this from this topic. <laughs> well, I just, you know, we, because it, it occurs to me that when we're talking about, hey, self-improvement or things I've done to improve myself, it's like, well, when people think about that, they're like, I'm going to go do this, right? Here's a classic example. We're going to use fucking exercise again. I, I just, I just grabbed my butt, my gut again. I just grabbed my gut before you even said that. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to improve myself by starting to exercise. I'm going to lose weight. Why are you doing that? Are you doing that for you? Or are you doing that because of your concern about how other people see you? Mm-hmm. And if it's for you, fantastic, right? And take a look at, you want to spend energy to change your lifestyle. You want to be healthier. You want to be, you know, whatever it happens to be. You want to change the way you look. That's great. But when it's not because you want it, it's because more of the outside influence, that's problematic. And I think it's a huge hidden sort of like, landmine of this whole topic of like self-improvement self-help is are you doing it for the right reason the quote right reasons are you doing it for yourself mm-hmm. or are you doing it for others and, and yeah that gets muddy really quickly because so much of your it, it's it's self-image mm-hmm. it's so much of of the what what you do and why you do it is driven by how you think you're being perceived 
and you can talk to yourself and say, well, I'll feel better about myself when I think people look at me differently. Something that's hard to come to terms with, and and I know I struggle with it, is the fact that 99% of the things that I think people are critical of me of, they don't even think about. I'm not on their radar for oh, that. Oh, dude, it's, talk <laughs> you know? me as an artist. It Absolutely. I look at every freaking thing I make, all I see is the errors or the imperfections. Other people like see it, they're just like, holy shit, that is awesome. And I'm just like, no, it's not. This is wrong, and that's wrong, and that's wrong, and that's wrong. And I'm like, oh, man, that's how I know I'm an artist. Because <laughs> all mm-hmm. I see is the, the imperfections. But we're all, I think we're right, all like right. that. That's our tendency to be self-critical that way. If you think you have that as an artist, and I know I have it on, on every <laughs> level, um, I'll, I'll tell you, go, go, ra- go raise a kid. Oh my God, go raise I'm a out. teenager. I, I know you are, <laughs> but, but holy cow, everything is so, so much about how everyone sees me and, and the phrase we use a lot with kids is, is being comfortable in their own skin. And especially with body image issues oh and all that yeah. kind of stuff at, at this age, like everything, because, you know, adults are stupid, but kids are mean. Kids are very mean. And imagine having, <laughs> um, imagine going through that and having no support structure, like at the, in the place that's supposed to be the safe place, like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what's that do to you? And going through it in this day and age when it's all online and it's, you can, the, the, the example that's always called back to is that, you know, it's one thing getting you know, getting called a name on the playground. It's different getting called a name on social media where you can then go home and stare at the post over and over and over again and people can reply to the post. The extreme, I'll say, anti-validation <laughs> that you get from that type of situation, it's, uh, it, it's, it's hard. It, it's, it's really, really hard. I, we, we all look at, each, at ourselves that way. Your artist example is great is absolutely great because it's true. You have a level of perfectionism there and you just assume it's not right mm-hmm. and everyone else is looking at you with with a much different view. Glaring errors and mistakes, yeah. And there's a, you can't get beyond that. Yep. It's not that's not the way, you know, that and that that holds people back, I think, from this concept of really investing in improvement because they they have trouble digging into what it is they want for themselves and not what they think others want them to be and, and i'll say the other part that is hard about starting an improvement is that the barrier to entry there is that when you first go out and try to improve at something if it's publicly visible you know you're starting from an area where you're not good and i'll, I'll use my public speaking example as one in order to get better at that i had to go do it and i had to go do it poorly in front of people well that's yeah <laughs> that there's you have to be willing to embrace the vulnerability there and that that yeah. takes courage, and that's, and that's all sorts of other things. Yeah, it's all it's all a rich tapestry. Can I have this coffee pot? Here's a coupon. 